0: Welcome to the Greater Church podcast. We are praying that wherever you find yourself on the journey that this message will be an encouragement and blessing to you. And now here's today's message.
1: 1 Corinthians chapter 6 verses 12 through 14. It says, "All things are lawful for me, but all things are not helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any" Food for the stomach and stomach for the food. But God will destroy both of it and them. Now the body is not for sexual immorality, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. And God raised up the Lord and will also raise us up by his power. Hey, over the next few minutes i want to speak to you from this idea i hope you're taking notes uh grab a piece of paper grab your phone because it's going to be practical what we're going to talk about but it's going to be life-changing i want to speak to you from this subject the end of game the end of game come on let's pray oh god we love you um, we pray father that today that we can be a part of what you're doing father let us not get in the way Let us not change anything, Lord. Let us give space for you to do what you're doing. Let it be healing in this house, Lord. Teach, Lord God, as we listen. John 3.30, let us decrease as you increase, Father. We love you and we thank you. And it's in the mighty name of Jesus that we pray, Lord God. Amen and amen. Come on, one more time, Greater Church. Would you put your hands together for Jesus all over this place? Come on, we could do a little better than that. Come on. The end of game. Hey, the other day I was watching... This, uh, this documentary or listening to this documentary of these individuals that they placed inside of a room. And when they placed them inside of the room, there was 15 men and then they had 15 women. Now here's what happens. They stuck them inside of this room by themselves and for one hour they had to sit there and it was a social experiment. They didn't have anything inside of the room except a chair and a table. And on the table, there was a red button that the red button says, do not touch. If you touch it, it will shock you. Empty room, one chair, one table, red button. If you touch it, it will shock you. And they say, we're going to give them an hour. And each individual sat through the bed. 15%... Oh, actually, no, 25% of the women... They were in that room, touched the button, mm-hmm. oh, and got shocked. 25% of y'all. That's what we're going to continue with the message. I want to pick. No, that. I keep going.
0: No, there... How many of the men?
1: That's not interesting. Yeah.
0: I don't think they're interested in
1: that. They don't care about that. 25% of the women. Hey, the Bible says when they stuck the men inside that room. Yeah. For one hour, I'm embarrassed to say this, for one hour, these individuals had table, chair, desk, and a little red button. 65% of the men <laughs> touched the button and got shocked. I mean, it's our nature. It's who we are. We just, I need to see if it's real. I don't even believe it. What's crazy is that for so many of us, that's the way that we treat sex. Culture, trends, life has taught us. Uh, I think the Bible has taught us. Jesus has spoke to us. For a lot of us, we've experienced in our our life and we've experienced the hurt of what sex outside of marriage can look like. We've experienced what it looks like to have sex in an unhealthy way, how much hurt and how much pain it is. But yet, for some of us, whether we're here in person or we're watching online, we feel like we still got to touch that button. Some of us we grew up in church and we knew what we were supposed to stay away from, but I just want to touch that button. If you touch that button outside of marriage, it's going to hurt you. It's going to stop your destiny. It's going to delay your purpose. It's going to mess you up, but we still decide, you know what? I, I, I want to touch that button. And I believe um, sex sells. You make a lot of money from sex. Um, and it's insane to watch because culture defines sex as this nice thing that it's so much about your pleasure and it's so much fun and it could be man on man woman woman man woman dog animal horses like it just touch yourself in the evening it, i mean you can go down the list of so many of the different things that can happen and all of these things are painted and we tend to think to ourselves that when it comes to God, God has little to say about it. But I think in Romans chapter 6 verse 13, I think the Lord explains what he thinks about it in a beautiful way. I think Paul says, do not present your members to sin as instruments for unrighteousness, but present ourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and your members, your body, to God as instruments of righteousness.
0: Yeah, you're 100% right. A lot of times we got, we, even when you were describing some of those things in our minds and so, but it, it isn't bad. It, it, isn't, it isn't, you know, something to look at that's wrong. And, and, you know, the world is maybe just saying what the truth is, that sex is good. And, and God doesn't hate sex. God created sex. And it is good. And it is pre- pleasurable. The thing is, is that God wants to keep us safe and God has restrictions around that because he uh, has put order to everything that he creates. And when he created sex, he created sex um, with a container. And the container is marriage. You're married, you have sex with man and woman, right? So he doesn't. He's not doing this because he's saying it's not good and it's not something that is um, bad. He's doing it so that he can keep us safe. So think about it this way: If we take water, if you take water and it, it doesn't have, and we don't put it in a container and it's just out there, what do you, it can cause destruction? Think about a hurricane. Think about tsunamis. When, when 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 water doesn't have a a, a container it, it, there there's it can cause certain things so like if it's if it's going through a pipe and it starts to leak and it's not contained in that pipe it begins to create mold it begins to create rust there is something about the container that that brings water and and when it brings water it can bring either destruction if it's outside of the container or it can actually bring life So think about the water in a container if it goes through the pipe goes into the turbine It can actually create power or if it goes through the pipe And you can direct it in a certain way and put it through a sprinkler and point it towards where you just put seeds in the ground It can bring forth life. So there's an idea that God has put before us that there is a container for sex And the container is marriage. In Mark 6 through eight, it says, but from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother, be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one, one flesh. So then they are no longer two, but one flesh. So when he says join together, he, he has this plan that is, it's an intimacy plan that God has done. Just as I said, he puts together a plan uh, for what all things that he creates. So when he says joined in marriage, he uses the word, how do you say the word? Uh, Proscaleo. Proscaleo. That's uh, the... Hebrew. Hebrew word and that word means join together. So I want to do like a little illustration. He's going to do it Imagine one piece of paper is one person one piece of paper is the other person and the glue is the joining is the sex the Yo, act I want of you to sex. be
1: perfectly honest with everybody. Look at me right now pay attention <laughs> I want you to be honest with me. How many of you guys stuck your fingers together with crazy glue? Oh, Raise okay.
0: your hand so many Raise times hand. <laughs> Raise
1: hand. Thank God Yo, be honest with me. How many of y'all have no idea what crazy glue is? Okay the little, it's about the, y'all. The Levi was ones. like, dad, what is that? It's like a science experiment. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's crazy. We'll cool. let you stick your fingers together later. <laughs> no, we're not. Okay. So so the idea is, is we're going we're gonna to put the one person in the other person. We put the glue. The glue is sex. And then we're going to join it together. And then so this is just an illustration. We're going to actually get back to this illustration. But this is what it means where there's two pieces of paper. And now we are joining it with the crazy crazy glue, symbolizing sex, and now that the paper, you can see, has become one. That is God's idea and that is God's plan for his people when it comes to sex. The world does it on the outside of the container. The world thinks about sex outside of the container.
1: I think I'm high
0: stop (laughs) and they and they have actually honestly come up with some good excuses even in, in 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 the times of Corinth there was some good excuses that people have come up with why it's okay or they think it's good to have sex outside of the container
1: absolutely so when you think of Corinth right so this was a a nation a country that at this time was like debaucherous like I mean they were just anything that moves they were having sex with each other it was think about this the equivalent of Las Vegas this is what Corinth was at the time. I mean, they were just wide open doing whatever they wanted to do with whoever they wanted to do. And here it is that Paul has invaded Corinth and he has begun to preach the gospel there. And individuals are starting to come to know who Jesus is. They're walking away from their past life and they're believing in Jesus. But what happens is that there's still entanglements that are happening in their life. And a lot of the entanglements happen because of sexual pleasures. So what they start to do as I have done in my life is that I believe Jesus, but I, I, have, I have religious freedom. Right, And I've put this in myself where I'm like, oh, I can do things and I have religious freedoms. And what they said to themselves was that we have sexual freedom. Like we have a freedom to be sexual and we can go into the temple prostitutes and we can have sex with them because it's just a fleshly thing. We have freedom in Jesus Christ. He saved our soul, but our bodies, like we could do whatever we want to do with them. And Paul begins to write to them what we spoke about at the very beginning, but then he starts breaking it down in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 12. He says, all things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be dominated by anything. Or I will not become a slave to anything spiritual maturity is when you move from saying is this a sin and you begin to start asking yourself instead of is this a sin you begin to ask yourself is this bringing me closer to God that's spiritual maturity where you're not trying to figure out what is sin and what's not but you're saying yo is this making me more like Jesus and when it comes to sexual morality it doesn't come just by itself like outside of it it starts to bring things into the equation because when you were 14 years old and if some of us who were sexually permissive in our teenage years or then some if you might have been married you begin to say I'm just going to go play basketball or I'm just going to go with my friends to the mall and you start to Give these fake lies because you bring lies in. Now it's like I'm going to the mall, mom, dad, but really you're going to your boyfriend's house. I'm going to go, I'm gonna go on this business trip, but really you were going to meet somebody and meet your mistress. And what happens is that you start dragging these things in. This is what sex does. It starts bringing in lies, it starts manipulating, you start shifting and turning stuff. Eventually it gets you to a place where you start to actually believe these things and unbelief in God starts to happen. So you start to think, well, God doesn't really care about this, and you start shifting the way that god views sex and the way that he put it in your container of marriage in your own personal life and you start to bring these things in and now it starts to hurt you the enemy wants to keep it a secret because if he can keep it a secret then he can bring other things inside of it and he could start tricking and start doing all of these other things it was david wasn't it wasn't it david who the bible says that he saw a woman and then he called her he had sex with her and then he began to lie and then from lying he started manipulating and then he got all the way into the place where he got into murder yo i'm telling you sexual freedom is not freedom that sounds like slavery to me because all of a sudden now you're hiding and you're covering stuff up you're changing the way that you look at people now people are just like oh, i just want to have sex with them like they become dirt and like just whatever objects to have sex they become cold you start to get cold towards god you start sneaking around that night and you start sneaking around on your phone and you start doing all of these things which is sexual freedom god doesn't care i'm not care Now you're obsessing about getting caught. I don't want to get caught. Oh my God, I got to hide my phone. She can't know my password. She can't know any of my stuff. Or you begin to get excited and can't wait to do it again. Yo, honestly, that doesn't sound like sexual freedom to me. That sounds like bondage. And a bondage that I believe that God can set you free from. Amen?
0: Amen. Yeah. So the second thing that, that the Corinthians, they began to start talking about is a thing that's called naturalism. And it, it's this idea that people have to have sex. So you have a sex organ and you get horny. Right. So it's kind of like the same idea. Well, I have a stomach. I get hungry. Therefore, I eat to satisfy that hunger right? But, but God is saying, no, that's not the way it works. In 1 Corinthians six thirteen, he says, you say food for the stomach and stomach for the food, and God will destroy them both. The body, however, is not meant for sexual immorality, but for the Lord and the Lord for the body. So food and sex and your stomach and your sex organs, it doesn't go apples to apples. It's not the same idea. God is c- clearly saying that sexual immorality is not meant for you, God wants purity from your body. So it's the same thing that Chino was saying earlier. "Is is, Is this a sin or can I do this or can I not do this? Well, think about it. Is it bringing you closer to God? Could you be doing this particular thing with God in the room? Think about it, right? So, hey, when you're married, There's no, there's no, God could be standing right there. Honestly, I don't know if you want to feel like that because some people, you know, I I got issues with that, right? God, you know, we doing it, okay? I don't want you watching. But, but if he came into the room, there would be no shame. There would be no guilt. There's, there's a freedom in that. And that's what we're trying to tell you guys about not being a slave. God wants purity from your body. So God says, you have to get this perverted view, this perverted view of sex that, that's broken you. You got to get rid of that. You got you to take that distorted way that you're looking at people and, and, and the way that it makes you look at yourself and the way that it makes you feel that you're not worthy and you have to give it back to Jesus. And you have to give those ideas to him and surrender to him your sexuality.
1: Absolutely, what well, what's crazy and, and I didn't I didn't add this here, but what's crazy about it is that and and relationship goes by Mike Todd. A lot of the stuff that we're pulling here, we're able to preach the gaps of this stuff. But one of the things that he says in the book that I thought was really really cool was that it's crazy because it goes both ways. When you're having a sexual intercourse with your uh, spouse, right? What happens is this: um, Adam and Eve they were naked and they were not afraid and they walked around the garden and they just they lived and they 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 had sex they were able to procreate they had children out of sex and it wasn't like this weird thing of like oh my god we got to hide they were just open naked and they were not ashamed the bible says so there is this space where god looks at it as intimacy it's something that he smiles on but you know that god is there you can't get rid of god god is that same little voice that right now it's in your ear saying i really got to stop doing this but he's also the voice that. Tells you, I really gotta start doing these things. God is with you everywhere, meaning that when you meet a prostitute, God's in that room. When you start doing drugs, He's in that room with you when you lie he's there with you when you're watching pornography the screen the shine is shining off of his face because he's right there with you he doesn't leave you and it begins to think when you're starting to walk into those spaces for you to say man god is with me i hope that you that mental picture will help you run so far away from sin where you wouldn't find yourself giving your body to sexual immorality which i think God wants you to surrender your body to Him. It's like what Liz, what Liz said. He wants you to surrender your sexuality to Him. He created sex to be good. Everybody said sex is good. Sex is good. He created sex to be good, <laughs> but, but what we do with it sometimes is bad. So we have to some some things that we have to do. We we got to stop watching porn. We gotta stop sexting. We gotta stop sliding into people's DM to set up our little, you know, rendezvous. We gotta stop jumping in and out of people's bed. We gotta start getting rid of those things that are replacing our husbands or our wife. And I believe that you can do it. Chino, that sounds amazing. I love it. I can't do it. You're right, you can't. But I believe that you can. Look at what the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, anyone who is in christ the new creation has come the old has gone the new is here when you add jesus into your life into your equation there's a shift that happens the old can go away and the new can step in Uh, it sounds too easy explain it to (laughs) me it It does
0: sound, it sounds too easy. But here's the thing. Jesus has already done work. He's already helped you. In Isaiah 53, 5, it says, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we were healed. It says Jesus was wounded for our transgressions. He was wounded on the cross. Our transgressions are our sins, are things that we do outside of the body. Those are things outside, and, and if you think about a wound, a wound is something that you can see outside of your body. He was, he was whipped. You saw the lashes hands nailed to the cross, you could see those things. He was stabbed in the side. You can see those wounds. He did that for our transgressions. And then he was bruised for our iniquities. So for the iniquities are, are held in our minds, in our thoughts, in our emotions, in the way that we sin against God in those ways. And then if you think about a bruise, he was bruised for those things. A bruise, it doesn't show on the, out, it shows on the outside, but it's a it's a, a, a thing that happens internally. Right. When you bruise yourself, it's you're bleeding on the inside and you can kind of see that through the skin. So he took all those things for our transgressions. He 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 had already died on the cross for those sins that I have committed. So we can take this moment. And like he said. This is the moment where we become new and we accept Jesus and say, this is what I'm going to commit. I'm going to surrender everything that I've done to you. I'm going to surrender my sexuality to you. And I'm going to find freedom because he has already been wounded and bruised for those things that I have already done.
1: Absolutely. So that, that's, that's a heck of a thought. That's a big thought. Yeah. We need to do an entire series just I on that. I think so. So that, that's, that's a big thought that Jesus already, he paid not only for the things that you do exterior, but the things that you do interior. That's insane. Here's the crazy part about it. I believe that that, that sounds great. And if you, the, the way that you receive this, right, the healing, the, the things that Jesus has given them is that you have to accept it. Like you don't have to tithe to a church. Please give your tithes. Praise the Lord. You don't have to tithe to a church. You don't have to walk up to the front. You don't have to dress a certain way. You don't have to know all the certain Bible verses. It's as simple as receiving it. You accept this. That's the beginning of the process. That's the first step for you to be able to get that. Then you start doing the works, right? Faith without works is dead. But what I want you to understand is that if you don't do this, there are things that are tied to you that you have no idea what that are tied to you. There are things from your past that are still following along with you. And as we begin to speak, you're starting to even think and there's certain people that popped into your mind and there. There's this thing, I want you to write this thing down. There's this thing called a soul. Tie. now i 'm explaining to you I can spend an entire series on a soul tie because it 's so spiritual but yet so practical in our life but I want you to see something because every single person in this room um, can experience a soul tie you can be tied to a person hopefully our desire is that you would be tied to them in a healthy way but watch this mark chapter ten verse seven through eight therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife or join his wife and the two shall become one One flesh so they are no longer two but one flesh isn't it crazy that every time that you have sex with somebody who is not your wife or your husband you are marrying that person every person that you've had sex with in the past you've married that person watch this first corinthians chapter 6 verse 15 through 17 it says do you not know that your bodies are members of christ Shall I then take the members of Christ and make the members of a prostitute? Never. Or do you not know that he who is joined to a prostitute has become one body with her? For as it is written, the two shall become one flesh. But he who is joined to the Lord becomes one spirit with him. When you are having sex outside of marriage, whether it's adultery or fornication, without being married to that individual, what you're doing is that you're creating a soul tie what you're doing is that you're establishing an illegal covenant with that person there is a covenant that you are entering in when you have sexual relations with that person there was always the shedding of blood whenever a covenant was to be established there was an animal that was split there was blood that had to be shed and they would sacrifice that animal there was a covenant that was established we call it as christians the new covenant that jesus established it and the way that he established it was through his blood that lydia talked about a little while ago on the cross and when he shed his blood that was where our sin was covered our sin was atoned for and our sin was taken away at that very moment we established a new covenant there was always a covenant right they would split an animal they would put it on both sides and then they will walk through it god did this with abraham when he put him to sleep and he did a sacrifice and then he walked through it and he established the covenant with abraham and then abraham went and walked through it all through the old testament there was always these blood this blood that would be shed so that there can be a covenant Do you know that when a woman loses her virginity, at that moment, there is blood that is shed from the woman. And that is supposed to be something that happens in the marriage bed because it's supposed to signify a covenant that is established. But when a woman not only loses her virginity, but continues to go from sex life to sex life, a man and a woman are both entering into marriage with every single person that they do, that they have sex with. So every time that they have sex, they're establishing an illegal covenant with the person. And can I tell you this? You want to write this on the note. There's no condom for your soul. No. You can't wrap your soul around. You can't wrap your soul up. There's no condom for your soul. Meaning that every time that you enter into a person, that's why, watch this. Every time you smell something, it brings you back. Hmm. You hear a song and you're just like, oh my God, I don't want to think about that person. You get in a fight with your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your fiance, your husband, your wife. And all of a sudden you're on Instagram looking, oh my God, what would life have been like? Uh, I should have just, oh my God. <laughs> Some of y'all are like, thank you, Jesus. Oh. <laughs>
0: thank you.
1: <laughs> 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 but, what, but what happened? That was a nervous giggle. <laughs> but what happens is this. When you have sexual relations with somebody who is not your husband or your wife, what happens is that you become one. That's what we talked about. You enter into marriage with them. You are joined with them, and it, as you notice, it starts to get super hard because you're starting to take pieces of them with you, and as you try to
0: or leave disconnect pieces of yourself with them,
1: you're you're leaving pieces with them, and it's this idea that like I want to break up, and I ended the relationship. But we got a kid together and I, dang, I I broke up with you, but I feel like, dang, I still think about you and I don't know why that stupid movie always reminds me of you and I don't know why and you're, it's because you're, you got a soul tie. This is spiritual. This is real. This is something that even now as I speak about it, some of us are experiencing and we even feel it, whether you're, it's single, you're dating, you're engaged or you're married. This is a real thing that happens. But there's freedom for this, right, Lynn?
0: Yeah, there's definitely freedom. So how do you cut a soul tie? How do you cut this? How do you cut it? How do you end this right here and
1: perfectly remove yourself from a person and begin to cut it? Because some of us, it was one person. Some of us, it was three people. Some of us, it was multiple people. And at different times of the year, multiple people are coming into your mind. Yeah. There is freedom available for you. God can break that soul tie where you are not no longer spiritual, physically, mentally, emotionally attached to this person. There is a way for you to get out of this bond.
0: Yeah. So the first thing you have to do is you have to call it. You have to admit that it's wrong. You have to think about it, admit that it's wrong, and you have to move from that space. And, and, and surrender it to God. The second thing you have to do is you have to confess it. God's not going to heal what you won't reveal. And to God, to God and, some, and to someone that will hold you. And you got to tell it to someone who is, that will hold you accountable. In James five sixteen, it says what? You got to.
1: Yeah, confess your confess sins one to, one to another, another that you may be healed. So confess it to God for sure. Right. But that's an easy space to be in. For some of us, we have to, all of us, we have to have a conversation with somebody and let somebody know. Yes. So that's we how have you're going to gonna find healing.
0: We have to call it. We have to recognize that it was wrong. We have to admit it. We have to confess it, confess it to God, confess it to others. And we have to cancel it. So how do you cancel stuff like that? So when you, when, okay, so me and Chino, we we don't watch like Netflix shows or, or anything like that that don't have more than one season. Because here's the thing, when you're watching one season, then they cancel it. And you're like, I'm so invested in this thing and But then they just cancel it. And then it goes away and you're like I hate that
1: crap, bro. I I hate I, it. You I need have no to know idea, what bro.
0: happened to Utrid. I need to know what happened to them. Like yeah. what happened? It's like gang related. Yeah.
1: I, I was like I was so invested. It was like the riddles like, to jail? Did he I was like die? Oh my <laughs> god, and then it was like, "Hey, this thing has been canceled." It's like,
0: yeah. And then it just disappeared. I gave you my life for nothing. So, you have to ca- <laughs> you have to cancel the soul tie you have to get rid of the things that are reminding you of that person if it's a song don't listen to those songs anymore if it's a place don't go to that place anymore if it's a smell a perfume or a a food or something stop eating it stop smelling it cancel it get it out of your life don't think about it don't remember it you gotta get it out of your life cancel it
1: and if I I think if you if you have the ability to obviously um Lid explains such a beautiful way on how to break up um if you didn't Go oh, back yeah. and listen to the end of the message from last week. But sometimes you just got to give them stuff back. And if they gave you gifts or something, if you're able to, obviously, like, yo, give them some of that stuff. If not, then just get rid of it. Um, whenever we see our shows, if they cancel the shows, like, you don't watch advertisements of it anymore. No, no longer. There's no advertisement. The TV shows are not like, yo, remember this show? It's none of that. It's canceled. It's gone. And that's how we have to cancel it.
0: Yeah. And the last thing you got to do is you got to cast it. You got to take it to God in prayer. Cast all your cares upon him because he cares for you. That's First Peter 5, 7. If you're struggling, canceling. If you're struggling with that battle of like, but I'm so tied to that person and I keep going back to that person in my mind and my thoughts and my emotions, Cast it to God, give it to him. Get before God, get on your hands and your knees and cry out to him and say, God, remove this tie from me. I don't wanna feel this way for this person any longer. I don't think it's from you, I don't think it's good, it's not doing me well, they're doing their own thing, doesn't have anything to do with me and I'm still tied up on this. Help me, cast it before God in prayer. Hebrews 4, 16 says, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. We have the right. We have the ability to go boldly before God's throne and throw this at his feet and ask him to heal us and cut these ties from our lives.
1: Absolutely. You if you want to cut a soul tie. You got to call it for what it is. Admit that it's a soul tie. It's not something that you engage and you're just like, yeah, but you know, they're, they're still close to me. I'm still emotionally. No, no, no. Listen, you need to call it for what it is. It's a soul tie. It's sin. You need to call it for what it is. You need to confess it, confess it to God and confess it to somebody else, cancel that junk and then just cast it. Lord, I need you to help me. And it's a process, right? Like you walk through it and the more you walk through it, the more you're like, God, I don't want to feel this anymore. And it's funny because you'll smell the same smells and it won't bring you back. You'll, you'll watch or you'll listen to stuff and you're just like, oh, it doesn't really it doesn't affect me because God is the only one that can step into a spiritual place and manifest it in a physical place. It's only God that can do that. Remember, let there be God was a spirit and then all of a sudden there was, he was a spirit that spoke into the spirit and it showed up in the physical. He can do that in your own personal life and bring healing to your life. For some of us, this is too difficult. You might say, Chino, this is too difficult. And I would I would say to you and give you a little pushback and tell you, I think you're underestimating it by saying that it's too difficult. I think you have no clue what you're getting into because I don't think it's too difficult. I think it's impossible. I think it's impossible for you to do these things. Too difficult sounds easy. Paul says something that I hope it brings hope to us. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians, we just read it, opened our verse with it. And it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 13 through 14, food for the stomach and stomach for the food. But God will destroy both and them. Now the body is not for sexual immorality. It's not for sexual immorality, but for the Lord. For the Lord, for the, and the Lord for the body. And then, watch this. He throws this in here. We're talking about sex, but he throws in the resurrection. Easter pops up in sex. I don't think I've ever taken sex and Easter and put them together. It sounds weird. Like, it doesn't make sense. And God raised up the Lord, and will also raise us up by his power. Like, I mean, think about it for just a second. Yo, that doesn't make sense. You're, we're talking about sexual pleasure. Bring the scripture back up for while. Well, we got to play a video. So give it a second. We, we, we're talking about food. <laughs> we're talking about sex. And then he's like, God raised Jesus from the dead and he will also raise you up. And it starts to it starts to get clouded in there. And for some of us, we read that part and we're stuck on the sex part. We're like, God, I got to stop doing this. And we miss that there's, there's power in that. I, I want to show you something. We saw, if you didn't see um, the movie Endgame, Avengers Endgame, close your eyes. But that's your fault, bro. It's been way too long. That's like you ain't see ghosts yet. Stop, bro. That's your fault. That's not my problem. But, <laughs> but there is a scene at the end that I think gives a really cool, accurate description and it shows you what it looks like and I think this verse will make sense to you. I want you to check this out. His part right here made me want to cuss in the spirit. This is just that part, you know what I mean? Like, the Avengers have been whooped up. They got beat up. He trying to be hard. He's from Hialeah for sure. And (laughs) you know what I'm saying? He's trying to like, what's happening Thanos? Let's run it one more time. Let's go. Captain Sam, can you hear me? On your left. I get the goose pimples. Like you should have just came out and been like, what's happening?
0: Assemble. No!
1: I mean the movie theater went nuts I mean the movie theater the movie theater went absolutely nuts when that when that movie when that part came out and Facebook is probably gonna cancel if if you guys are still there long youtuber
0: migrator I hope mind. yeah you're I good. hope
1: you're still there they probably oh shut God. us down like y'all bootlegging on Facebook <laughs> 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 what's crazy is that you have the Avengers they have lost it I mean that's it it's over. And like Captain America is at this point where he's like, yo, it's defeat. Like I'm defeated. That's it. It's over. Like my shield that it's unbreakable is broken. Like I am. That's it. It's over. And how beautiful is it that all of a sudden now he gets all this backup from all different type of places. That's a fake movie that was made by Hollywood a lot of that stuff is digital animation it's not real what is real is that when Paul is quoting the scripture and saying that sexual immorality is bad and it's gonna kill you and it's gonna hurt you but then he breaks up and he says God raised Jesus up from the dead and that power is inside of you and it will raise you up because we begin to think to ourselves it's impossible for me to walk away from sexual addiction it's impossible for me to walk away from pornography I've tried it it's impossible for me to start doing you got a God that is living inside of you you have a spirit that is inside of you that's way bigger than any type of fake Avengers movie he is the one that took a man a man who was dead yo jesus was in a grave he wasn't just dead like he had a heart attack and he died yo this man was hung up on a tree they pierced his hands they whooped him his back was completely ripped open like they put a spear on his side and blood and water start to come out just to make sure that he was dead because guess what he was dead he's behind a stone in a cave and the power of God removes the stone and Jesus walks out not only does he walk out but he's no longer walking out as the Jesus that went in the Bible says in Matthew chapter 28 verse 19 that all power and authority has been given to me that the Jesus that we talked about he walked out of the grave better stronger you can walk out of your grave and stronger because what Paul said is that that very same power lives inside of you that the power that raised Jesus from the dead that thing is inside of my body so when I feel like I'm gonna enter into sexual temptation I got a power that's inside of me I got a strength and a determination that if I am intentional I can begin to tap into this thing and walk into health for some of us in here we hear that and it sounds something that's far-fetched or something that the pastor has or something, you know, Pastor Lydia has or, you know, people here have. But it's something that you have. See, the devil, he got, we, we used to call it game. Whenever a guy is talking to a girl, it was called like game. Like you, you have game, you know what I mean? Like tech, game, like the devil has game and the devil has confused you and lied to you so much and told you that it's not that you committed that sin it's that you are that sin you are an adulterer you are a fornicator you are addicted to pornography you are addicted to drugs that's just who you are you're always mad that's just who you are and I want to let you know that today is the end of that game that today God wants to break the chain of power death, hell, and the grave over your life that today God wants to set you free from that how do I get set free Gino? like what do I got to do? like how much money you need? I don't need your money I don't want anything from you I want everything for you. We've quoted it time and time again for the years of this church's life. We've said that it's as easy as confessing and believing. The Bible says in Romans chapter 10 verse 9. That if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. I confess it with my mouth. And you believe in your heart you have faith that God has raised them from the dead this scripture is not just a thought it's a belief in me God I know that you raised Jesus from the dead when you do those two things and you put them together there is dynamic explosive power that can bring salvation to your life That can break the chains that you're holding on to that begins to take you into a step where now you can begin to find the real healing that you've been so desperately desiring but it takes you making the step it takes you bringing an an end to the game Would you do me a favor and would you bow your head and and close your eyes for just a second?
0: Thanks for listening to our podcast today. The mission of Greater Church is to reach and empower all people. We hope that this message met you wherever you find yourself on the journey. If God is using this ministry to impact your life, please head to our website at www.greater.church where you can read a message from our pastors, Partner with us by giving online and learn more about what is happening in the life of our church. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on all social media platforms at mygreater.com.